We are live on Maker Park Radio. For anyone catching us live on the streams, thank you for tuning in. If you're catching us later on, make sure to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you can find podcasts. Shout out to Maker Park Radio for the lovely home. Speaking of someone that has made the studio his home, that made the stage feel like home, this guy has been rocking stages all over. He got a really super dope project coming out, but I could let him tell you about that one. I got the one and only, the truth in the building. What up, man? It's good, bro. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed that set, Thank especially you. the make sure you put on sunscreen record. That was <laughs> that was different. But, you know, and you know, what's crazy is that I, it, your records are like that, too. The same type of thing. You know, you got a dope vibe kind Thank of beat you. and then you have real positivity pouring into the vocals. So it's cool. I liked it. I enjoyed that. It, it was cool because when one of my homegirls, she heard um, one of my tracks. She was like, yo, you did you ever hear this? The sunscreen? I'm like what and now it's like i try to slip it in whenever i can right uh, is there a genre for that what would that be called <laughs> you know that's new huh so it's interesting he i think he recorded it just as an audio and right. put like um like ambient music over it right but then like all these djs started like taking the vocals and making mixes remixes and shit. that's cool so the one we just heard was like a a tropical remix by Mau Kalalu, pro- no. a dude probably from uh, Hawaii. Yeah, no, nah, it was he a vibe. Flipped it. it was definitely a vibe. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. So, um, it's, it's kind of crazy because you came here and you were kind of telling me about stuff with family. I've 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 only really been um, aware of your music and what you've been doing lately and. You know, we we met at the the new Shaolin bosses of Shaolin show, which was a great one. Which I won, and I'm the boss of Shaolin. <laughs> so let's get that right. They put the crown on my head that <laughs> night. That was dope. Not that was a dope night, man. I really yo, and that was like my second, no, my third performance back to music. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't performed in ten years, eight years maybe. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. And I came back. I did a little soft show with Hub Seventeen. I uh, went for one of their open mics on second Saturdays. I did that with Girl on the Rocks. I seen her on Instagram, and I hit her up like, yo, can I come through? Is that open mic? And um, I went there, and I just got reintroduced to, like, performing in front of people. And then I went ahead, and, like, a month or two later, I hosted my album release party there, too. And then I performed in front mm. of, like, a big crowd of people that I had come out with me to for the album release. And then, then I was super comfortable going into that Bosses of Shaolin show. That was a dope show. That was a great show. Yeah, it was hot that night. Very hot. But, shout out, uh, shout out to Salvo NYC. He was super hot. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't wait to get out of there. The photographer, the camera guy, yeah, he was yeah. like, "I gotta go." <laughs> oh man, I was up there. And I, it was like ninety degrees outside. Yeah, it was hot. Like a hundred and two in there. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll wear my jeans. It matches my shirt." Right. And then I'm like, "Oh man." Yeah, I was up there in jeans, too, <laughs> jumping around the stage like, oh, God, what did I do? 
That was a good night, though. And um, I didn't want to shake anybody's hands after I got off the stage because I'm all sweaty. I'm sweating, like, dripping, and everybody's, like, shaking my hand because I, you know, I thought it was a dope performance. Apparently, other people did. And they were like, yo, it was dope. Shake them. I'm like, yo, everybody that I shook their hand, I had to apologize because I was, like, leaving them with, like, a trace of my sweat. It was crazy. <laughs> I had to go outside, catch a... It was, it was cooler outside than it was in that it was. place. That place I, was hot. It, it was, like... You you were literally giving them a sample. You're like, yo, this this is what went into this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they took some of that performance home with them. <laughs> I'm sure somebody was like, I'm never washing my arm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. So as uh, someone that's, you know, they, you have, you know, you have your responsibilities. I didn't even know you had four kids. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. My, so my day-to-day is crazy. Like, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I go to work five days a week. I work for an elevator company out in Manhattan. I'm in the union, so I get up every day, I go to work. And then when I get off work, and I got all this forced overtime as well, so I'm never sure when I'm getting out of work during the week so I can never commit to anything. Like, I can't play on, like, a basketball team on Wednesday nights because yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to make it. Uh, and gotcha. I can't do anything with the kids during the week because I don't know if I'm going to make it. So usually the time is f- directed in like I'll, I'll come home, I'll shower, I'll eat, I'll sit with the kids for a little bit, sit with the wife for a little bit, and then um, if I got something in my head that I need to get out, I go right down to the garage. I got a studio in my garage. I record. I put everything down. I have tons of material. That's excellent. Yeah, just as someone, I don't have really any kids, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I, f- I feel a little pressed for time when I'm trying to do, you know, passion projects, or I'm trying to really do things that, that matter other than work and uh, family stuff. How do you even squeeze it? Like, do you have, like, a a, lo- a a gap of time, or do you just kind of find it? I just I just go. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't sit, I don't stop to, like, evaluate. I'm never like, oh, should I go downstairs? No, I just, I am going downstairs. Like, you know, it's never... You just got to go. You got to keep grinding, man. If, you, if you're just sitting on the couch playing video games or watching TV or something, you're just wasting time, man. You, you could be u- utilizing that free time to do things. You know, People sit around all day smoking pot and playing video games. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not making you any kind of money at all. <laughs> like, you're not going you're to, you know, there's yeah, no yeah. progress in that. You know, you're on 2K playing a fake career. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there's so many lanes to get caught up. Right, like, I, distractions. It's all distraction. Yeah, to yeah. You, to keep you regular. So, so what I've kind of learned over time, I I used to always because I I work from home, so I would always feel like if I'm I'm home, I'm work, like I should be working. So to me, it was kind of like finding the opposite of just like finding time to chill, finding time to relax, oh, right. finding time to just watch right. a show. All right, right, right. Because right. I used to always be like. At home, so I'm like, oh well, um, it it you don't. It, sometimes it was hard to f- divide that, the vibe from working to just going back and just because I'm I'm sitting on the couch where I work. Right. I'm used to working there, so it sometimes it messes up your mind. Yeah. Or you get programmed, and you kind of have to like break that. Break right. That pattern. Well, yeah, you know your habits. You gotta mm-hmm. create habits and also break habits along the way too. So, you know, it's all part of the process. Yeah. Yeah find what you're great at and then you do it you know passion passion should overrule anything whatever you're passionate about it, sh- it should be what you're doing you know whatever fills your your heart 
you know, you, exactly. you do that. That's what you want to do. So I know you got into the music maybe a little later in the game. Of, uh, maybe some people, I know they get into it around their teens or whatever. Maybe you could tell us that that story of how maybe you, you, you know, you, I don't even really know how you got into it or you got back to it. Or All right, so quick well, not quick, but I, st- I started rapping when I was young. I was like 16, 17. I started rapping. It actually was um, a couple of friends of mine. They, My father used to write poems for my mother. So naturally, when I got a girlfriend, when I was younger, I would write her poems. So I'd write her little poems, and they were pretty good. And then I was hanging out with a couple of friends of mine, and they were playing beats, and they were rapping. And so I rapped one of them poems. And... My boy who was super into hip-hop, shout-out to Shisha Entertainment. He's always running around with me, big supporter. And um, my boy Mike, one of my best friends, <clears throat> they were like, yo, you got to rap, because I had like a dope flow. I was able to just rap. And and then he made me a beat CD, came over the next day, was like, yo, I want you to write to this. And <laughs> from that day, I was I got I got a stack of notebooks in my garage <laughs> like this. From the time I'm 16, like, nice. I literally could go back and, like, relive my life through all those years because wow. I wrote it all down. It's insane. But I didn't, um, I didn't really, I didn't push anything. I didn't push any music. One, first of all, when you were, when, when I'm 33, so when I was 17, it wasn't that easy to just record music. You had to, like, know somebody, get in a studio, know a producer. They didn't have sound. This is before the internet blew Like, I was still plugging the computer into the phone line yep. to get on AOL Instant mm-hmm. Messenger. Yeah. So, this is before the internet and SoundClick and BeatStars. And, like, I had to, like, really find a beat and, like, re- write something and then find a studio and then go record. It, was, it wasn't it was as accessible as it is now. Everybody could plug in their computer and microphone and record something and then drop it on YouTube and oversaturate the game. But, yeah, yeah. But um so I never really pushed anything but by the time I had by the time I had enough material together that I was planning to drop something um my girl got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2013. So I made a choice. I chose to be a dad and go to work and stop living on my father's couch and get a job and get a car and get an apartment and you know we had the baby. Then we moved. We moved down to Florida for a couple of years. That was that was a growth experience. Wow. Had another baby. Then I got into the union up here. We came back. Had another baby. And then boom, had another baby. And then, yeah. And then recently, I had re I had sold all my equipment and everything when I was about to have my first kid. And um, so I kind of like walked away. I was like, I'm not doing this no more. But I kept the hobby and I kept writing I never stopped writing I never uh, I never stopped creating and, and perfecting my craft I was always on it always and when we got back here and I had finally gotten a good job where I'm making decent money I was able to buy all my equipment back I was able to put my family in a house I was able to set time aside for me and for what I wanted to do and I put together a project and people were like, yo, you got to drop something. You got to drop something. You got to drop something. Nah, I'm just fucking around. I'm too old. Now nah, I'm just fucking around. And before you knew it, I dropped the project and yeah. That's amazing, bro. It's uh, That's something I always talk about. I always talk about the garden and, um, you know, spending time in it and 
pretty much a metaphor, like taking care of whatever that's important to you. Right. And um, I think that's really awesome that you made that decision because I, I feel like also making decisions are key because sometimes a lack of a decision could prevent us from going to the next step somewhere or we're kind of looking out you know looking through the door and seeing what's happening but we're not walking through that door so right i kind of like that i really like that you made that decision you're like this is what i this is something that really matters to me i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it part of my life but i'm gonna do what's right for my family and i'm gonna uh. i'm gonna make sure i check all the boxes that i need to be able to provide for the family sure sure that was a big thing for me you know my father's a man's man he took care of me and my brothers and you know you, you do what you see you do what you know so that's what i knew how to do i knew how to be a man and go to work so i did but now it's like okay that's good that part of my life is set now let me see what i could do with this ability yeah, because we, we get these gifts, and it's like, like, how did that feel? Did you feel like you were kind of, like, holding stuff in, or, or were you kind of just so caught up that it was hard to... No, it was always, it was like a burden. It was it yeah. was crazy. It was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've had to do was, like, give up. Because I didn't want to give up, because I truly believed in, in, in my ability, my talent. I, I believed in it. And, um... You know, but my love for being a father, being being a husband, being a, being a family man, that was over that overpowered my passion, and um, and I did what I had to do. But always in the back of my mind, I was like, "Man, I'm so good at this. Like, I I can't not just ever do it again." And little by little, I kind of like it just attracted me back. Like, it, it was no yeah. way I could not do it. There was no way because I was then I started making some records and then also the time you know I grew up a lot over those years having kids becoming a father being a responsible adult like adulting in life paying bills you know taking care of a family that alone gives you a different perspective of what you think you want out of life and what you think life is supposed to be about and where I've I was young and I was running around and I was selling drugs and I was getting locked up and I was doing all kinds of stupid things. And now I'm an adult and I think before, you know, you take a second to, to take to take it in and, and, and understand that, you know, you're in control. Don't let anybody else be in control of you. So with that, I was like, you know, why not? Why not get back into this and why not? tell a story and give some perspective and be a role model out here with all this drug culture music that we got going on right now everything's about popping perks and doing this and doing you know lean and drugs are cool and disconnected sex is cool and you know <clears throat> that shit is whack that shit is whack you know there's more purpose what purpose are you serving you know you're supposed to be out here on a platform giving inspiration for what to do drugs to go out here and party and not be a responsible person and contributing factor to society. Like, come on. There's more than that. Way more Real than talk. that. So even though <clears throat> the nature of my music is aggressive, I'm sorry, I keep, I'm rambling here, but even though the <clears throat> nature of my music is aggressive, it's all a collective, past, present, and, and future. It's, you know, what I've done, 
what I'm doing and what I want to do. So it's never, it's never at a standstill. I'm never specifically, you know, you could have a 16 from me and I could talk about seven different points in my life in, mm. because I'm drawing from experience. And with your growth of experience, you grow as an artist. You have more to talk about, more insight. That's real. Yeah, 100%. That's why Kanye went crazy. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's so much that people have to, to deal with. And I, I can't imagine the, the inspiration that would come from having a kid, oh, let alone two, three, four of them. Mm -hmm. And like the grind that goes into that, like, and just the love. There's probably, there's probably no other love like it. None. So Zero. To be able to like take that experience now as a, as an older version of yourself, wiser. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you kind of planted that garden, you know, you, you, you got that going and you, now you're like, you put your time in and like the garden is built and now it's like you spend your time with it every day of course but now it's like it gave you the ability to to be able to spend money and, and get sure. the equipment and get the, the home and certain sure. things because sometimes I see I sometimes see artists kind of take the music route fully and I, I, I totally admire anyone that that puts their all into the art sure 100%. but sometimes i see them fall short and then they they use the term starving artist and it may prevent growth in their personal lives sure so i i think it's i think it's very um admirable for someone to be like you know what this is something that really matters but i'm gonna just i don't just have to do this i, I right. could have a whole other life right. and be inspired by that life and then take it to the the sure. art world that I'm creating in. Yeah, so. I tell I tell my wife all the time, you know, she's the foundation, like she's the rock, she's the glue. Without <clears throat> without her and without the kids and the and the without that, I can't do this. That it, it just goes hand in hand. It, without that, it, my mind would be lost because this is I'm I'm every all the inspiration, all the good energy, everything that I got coming out of me right now, is a reflection of that what I have here so when you know things are not going so good and they have gone way left and there's those moments where i feel defeated even in the music like i can't get a thought out i can't i can't focus i can't because the foundation is gets cracked but then you know you have to have the wherewithal to fix and to repair and keep moving forward you know the, i got a record on my next project and one of the lines i say is like it's the easy thing, the hardest thing that we can do is stick it out. The easy thing to do is walk away and take a different route. Mm -hmm. Like, that's easy. Walking away is easy. Try something different. You know what's hard? What's hard is getting over it. What's hard is forgiveness. What's hard is moving past the negativity and rising above that and becoming a better version of yourself and doing more. And you learn from these experiences. That's real because it's if we just kind of walked away whenever something hit the fan or when things, or we got into a fight with our spouse, like we just walked away or the music's not working. So we walk away. What, what will we have? Nothing. You know what I mean? Do you like, know how many of your favorite just, artists wouldn't have made it if they just walked away when it wasn't working? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you can't give up. Don't, don't quit. <clears throat> if you love something, you know, cherish it and, and grow with it. That's it. You love it, do it and stick to it. If you don't stick to something, you never do nothing. 
Real talk, yeah, because you could—it's just part of life. Yeah. There's no way around dealing with things, especially hardships, or sometimes we don't get along. I—it always bothers me when, like, I've had friends in the past, and we've had like one disagreement, and that person would just like stop talking to me, and I'm like, it—it it really wasn't that big of a thing it wasn't me being betraying them it was never something of such a hard nature but then i'm like all right i guess that person wasn't a friend if if that's what it takes to break the bond that we have because it's just like but i I just believe in endurance i believe in like breaking through the the point where we feel like we're about to break to have the breaking point Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and having the breakthrough Mm mm-hmm I, I just don't believe in just ending, you know, if something doesn't make sense, there's been times I've had to pivot in life where I've been like, sure. All right. This isn't, this isn't right for me. I'm going to go somewhere else. But then there's been times where I knew it was right for me. And I was like, Oh man, this is annoying. Or this is, I don't want to do this. Right. It, when I dealt with that thing, I learned so much in that process. Sure, you learn no matter good, bad, <clears throat> or indifferent difference. Whatever the experience is that you that you go through, you, you grow. You know, you grow from it. So you know, you take the good with the bad. You know, hopefully it's more good than bad, and hopefully the bad stays bad on in the past. So you know, you just try to learn from things that have happened before, and then you know, know how to deal with certain situations as they come back up. Yeah, know? yeah. So. That's real, bro. It's being insightful. So, uh, I titled this this episode "Sufficient" because you know, I th- I thought it was important how you you were talking about how you know because sufficient the, the the definition it comes from a Latin verb meaning to meet the need, mm-hmm. and if something is sufficient, it has met or satisfied a need. Enough is often used as a synonym for sufficient. And when something is not sufficient, it is too little to take care of what's needed. So I, I, t- I titled this episode "Sufficient" because we, we've taught, we've shared stories about how, you know, you you made the music work, you made the fa- the family thing work. You know, you, no. you were able to to meet the needs. Yeah, to well, make these things happen. <coughs> you got to make sacrifices, right? So you got to give up that video game you got to give up that tv show you got to give up that um sunday thanksgiving you know the week before thanksgiving with your family because you got a video you got to give up things you got to give up your time for things that you love to do that's and that's how you become sufficient and then you pick what you want to be sufficient at you get to choose in this life what you want to make work and what you don't want to make work it's your life you ultimately have to be happy with the decisions that you make so if um you don't want to do something don't do it it's simple as that and then you know like i don't want to go there i don't want to drive out that far i don't want to see that person or i don't want to spend time with those kids or i like you choose what you want to do and you 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 delegate your time or you allocate your minutes your slotted minutes per day to what you want to do and that's how you can be sufficient but you got to have a plan you got to know what you want to do some people are just out here 
walking around aimless, lost. They don't even know what they want. Do they want to rap? Do they want to be a photographer? Do they want to be a DJ? Do they want to have a podcast? Do they want to be a movie? They don't even know. Yeah, they just, yeah. everybody is so generalized, like I'm an artist. All right, what kind of artist are you? Show me what you do. Yeah, yeah. And you have nothing to show because you haven't stuck with anything. You haven't been sufficient in anything because you're just all over the place and you're scattered. So you got to choose what you want to do. Make the choice. I was reading on uh, entrepreneur.com today and there was an article and it said, start with why. Mm. And it said, what is your why? Asking why in regards to your path will set a proper foundation Mm. for effectively exploring the best possibilities Right. And evaluating options to realize your dreams of self-sufficiency. Mm. And then it said, identifying your primary aim in life will be the driving force. 100%. Yeah. My why is freedom. Freedom from society. I don't want to be... You know, I go to work every day because I got to pay the bills, right? So if I don't go to work every day and I chase music... 24-7, then I can't pay the phone bill, I can't pay the electric bill, I can't pay the car payment, I can't pay the mortgage, I can't, if they, she needs toilet paper, like I can't do anything. So with music, the ability, the goal obviously is to make money. Everybody wants to make money, right? But the money, my idea of having the money isn't the same as everybody else's. Like, you know, some of these kids, they get a deal and the first thing they do is they go straight to the jeweler. Like the first thing I'm doing when I get a deal is going and moving my family out of Staten Island and putting them in some nice house in Jersey with private schools and, mm-hmm. you know, second car and, you know, taking care of my brothers and, you know, my mother and my, my father and taking care of them and making sure that everybody's comfortable to the point where we're not, you know, in the rat race. I, I just want to wake up and be free and live life on my own terms, decide what I want to do with my day. And the money gives you freedom. And people say it makes you more of what you are, yes, but... You know, it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a worse person. It just gives you freedom. You have financial freedom. That is the goal. That is my why. So I could wake up in the morning and, like, take my kids to school and then go to the studio. You know what I mean? That's real. That's Come home, real. pick my kids up, and go back to the studio. Or maybe take them for ice cream or whatever, you know, whatever I feel like doing that day. But I'm going to choose. That's amazing, bro. That's it's true. Working for a man that... You know, he he chased his dream, and he got it, and I'm working for him. I don't want to work for him no more. <laughs> He's a nice guy, but. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you know, there, I feel like there's always paying your dues, and, mm-hmm. and whatever it is that you, in any field, you know, it could be baseball, it could be, we're, we're never just given Nah. What we want. No, never. We have to true because, cause, you know, that's like the strong survive, but it's not like you're competing against anyone. You're really competing against yourself. Right, Joe. Like, are you able to deal with these things that, are you able to deal with the pain? Are you able to deal with the failure? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not an easy straight arrow. No, nah, never. Your, your your goals, and then and then you know, there's there's another thing. Like I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not over here making music out of desperation either. Like I, I could be perfectly content with never making a dollar off of music, and still surpassing six figures a year, working my union job, and taking care of my family, and eventually moving them to that bigger house out in 
Jersey with the private school and eventually having the second car and, you know, having a little bit of more financial freedom because things get easier as you get older. They don't get that much harder because your pay goes up, but your mortgage is is a set mortgage for, you know, you're locked in for 25 years. It doesn't go up or down. You just pay a little bit more taxes maybe. But ultimately things start to get, you know, I wondered, how did my dad do it, you know, but eventually he's making $20 more an hour. But his every all his bills are you know they stay right where they're at so you know it does get it does get easier. I believe I would hope you know but I'd be fine. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm okay in life. Like I could do that and still survive and be okay and retire at a certain point and you know then live life on my own terms. It just take me a little longer and a little less more passion in that. But that got the passion at home. The garden is there. Is there already? Exactly. You know so. I don't, I'm not out here trying to make music because I'm desperate. I need a dollar. Like it's not like that. I'm not begging. I'm not I, begging. I I think that makes it even more fun. Be- yeah. And I think if you could keep the fun, and the the love, in what you're doing, yeah. which sometimes when it's your only thing or it's your main sh- stream of revenue, yeah. it's like oh man, I got to do this just because this may be working, and then it doesn't work, and you're disappointed, and you're. And then you have nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's not like that. So, um, girl on the rocks was our uh, our guest on the last episode, and we we recently did a a collaboration, and it was um, success. Mm. And I think the clothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's dope. I shared it. Thank you. Shared it. And I think uh, I think that that uh, design it's 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 very important, and just even the word success. But I think society certain things around us could confuse success at Mm -hmm. least in my opinion and i think it's really important to define your own success and i i really appreciate that you're like i just want to come home not say no to anything that my family needs (laughs) exactly and then just do it on my own leisure and not even give a damn if i made a dollar off it the the important part is making it yeah, the recognition is the important. I want people to be like, "Oh, I like that." Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I want. I'm. I'm here to connect. And I'm not here to, you know, take out of people's pocket. I don't care about that. Never did. I never did. It is the goal, obviously, because that'll put me in the space that I need to be, that I want to be. But at the end of the day, you know, I got people in Australia like spinning my shit. Like yeah, the yeah. UK, people are they're enjoying the music, and that to me is greater than anything right now because that's what i'm trying to do so that's my focus right now you know so that's that's great to see like a d like a kid driving on the right side of the car in the left lane mm. with foreign plates in the car in front of him playing my music in his car like that's cool that's, that's dope really to cool. me you know like who he made me a beat by the way and it was dope and we created a record so i think that's i think that's the beauty in art and I, I, I feel that, you know, as someone I've, I've made, you know, my art into a business and sometimes I have to deal with the growing pain of it. And I'm like, oh man, we didn't make any sales. <laughs> I don't like that design now. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then so, but I've, I've kind of just been so, I've hit the wall so many times mm-hmm. and I like find ways to kind of vent through it mm-hmm. or like heal through it. That I'm just used to it, and it's like, all right, this is what it is. I'm I'm gonna do what's required to 
to hit the number to be able to pay my employees, to be able to pay myself, to be able to keep everything up and moving. And not every day is this like kickback on the beach, just hitting the button and it's like on and off. No, no. And um, it's just me, me being the same thing, the the freedom for me, like my success is just being able to be there for my family when I have one and never really miss anything. Like I never really want to miss a game. You know, if I have to do a, a big talk and like sometimes time conflicts, but if I'm home, you're there. I'm there. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm full force. Super dad. So that that's kind of, you know, that's my definition of success is right. like being in control of my time right. and still being able to provide. If right. I, when it. I'm able to do those things, I'm that's going to be a good box to check, even though it's something you got to check sure. every day. It's, sure. not a, yeah. it's not a permanent check. You got no. to keep yeah, you watering stay that. On, yeah, of course, 100%. You know, you got to do the little things. It makes it, it matters, you know. Especially when they're young, you know, they remember they, they're still growing. So they got, they, you know, <clears throat> kids don't do what you tell them they, to do. They do what they see you doing. You know, they, they, they mimic. And yeah, they, yeah. You know, if they see you reading a book, they're going to want to read a book. If they see you watching a TV show, they're going to want to watch a TV show. Like, <clears throat> my, my young son, he's one. And he he's always wants to come downstairs with me. Like, he'll scream from the top of the stairs. Daddy, daddy. And then I have to go up and, like, get him and bring him downstairs. And I just let him stand in the garage with me while I'm recording. And he'll just be dancing around because he sees me doing it. So it's, he really loves nice. music. So I connect with him in that way. And it's really dope, you know. So that's that's the goal, man, just being sufficient. It's, that's real, man. And it's, you know, it's constantly doing what you're doing. And I think it's really awesome. I didn't even know until before the episode when you were telling me and um that's that's awesome man putting yeah, in, putting in I, that work I, though yeah well you know i don't i try to separate right the persona from the reality right because the reality of of today's generation is they don't care about that stuff right so they take you at face value right so they want to see the cool shit they want to hear the cool stuff they want to see a dope video they, they're consumers at the end of the day so the people that are consuming me have a certain vision of who I am and I don't want to ruin the mystique of the persona and the artist that I am and, and, yeah, and yeah. like yo I'm just a regular dude I, I drive a, I drive a minivan and uh, you know I go to work every day and that's it no it's people don't get it like people in real life understand you know my, my immediate people they understand you know but other people they, they just won't get it because oh well how come you rap like that but you know you got you know you're a working man like yo I went through things <laughs> like you yeah, know yeah. and I'm telling you what I went through like is there's no every everything that I say belongs to my life everything that's excellent bro I am and you you I know we, we you got a project coming out several what's the one that um, we were chatting about um, so quattro quattro stagioni so. In July, I released the first album that was like uh, long overdue. That was the one people would push me. Yo, just drop something, drop something. I put something together. I dropped it. I got a great response. I was all over the place. People hitting me left and right. I started exploding a little bit on Instagram out here. I came out of like left field for Staten Island. They were like, who the hell is this guy now? You know, because I wasn't anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because I had taken that break and I wasn't, you know, but then I was like, I love Staten Island. 
I'm gonna put the bridge in. You know, I'm gonna put the stand out on the ferry in the background. I'm gonna stand in front of that shit, look super dope. And that was my whole idea was to get Stan Allen behind me and get the support from here first. I'm not going to make a record and try and push a single and get Brooklyn to mess with me. No, I'm here in Stan Allen. I want Stan Allen to mess with me first. This is where my family's at. This is where my friends are at. This is where my people's at. So I wanted to get Stan Allen to mess with me first. So I dropped that project. Mm-hmm. And then I came in November. That was in July. Then I did the show, the Bosses of Shaolin show. And then I dropped another project November 1st called Autumn. So I got this idea in my head one day that I wanted to do a four seasons project, right? So and we all we all got that one friend that's like super smart, like before Google, like you have that one friend that's Google. Like if you have a question, yo man, yo, you, you know anything about this? Mm-hmm. So this kid's like a walking encyclopedia. Another one of my best friends, Rob. Shout out to Rob out there, Bobby Badfella. And um I had this idea for this four seasons project, you know, uh autumn winter spring and summer and he he's like that's freaking genius i'm like what do you mean and he's like you never heard of antonio vivaldi i'm like no <laughs> he's like i'm like who's that and then he explains me and then i did some research and it, it turns out that antonio vivaldi is actually a composer from the 1700s that created a composition called the quattro stagioni which is the four seasons uh. and he had it autumn winter spring and summer i had no idea about this until he informed me and he's like that's pretty genius you know that you thought of that and you had no idea who it was and i really didn't and um so i was like well that's dope i definitely got to do it now right so i dropped the autumn one on november 1st and now i got the winter coming the end of january 